Hey y'all, welcome to DNA Solution Based Podcast. And I am AJ. I'm Diesel. And um, we're gonna go into solutions for us. We talk about societal issues, um, women and men, gender issues, uh, collaborative efforts, and things that we all go through on a daily basis. But, you know, we need to start talking about these and coming up with solutions and resolutions rather than just talking about the problems. Yeah, because a lot of times we could focus on the issue, but after the bomb explodes, where do we clean up? How do we rebuild? Do we make it better? So we got to have the technology. Let's rebuild it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, so where do you want to start? So we, the premise of us getting like partnering up and everything was um, because we are both into collaborative effort and I definitely wanted to highlight this aspect because I know that we live in America, we're a capitalistic society, we're raised to like, go get it, you got it, I do it all by myself, I don't need help, this whole individualistic mindset, but what you have to observe is that pockets of cultures have these collective mindsets and they are miles ahead as far as um, financial stability, generational wealth and asset attainment. So with that, it's like we as black people, black and brown people, we could utilize that more. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, colonial European type styles of get it on your own, get it by yourself. That was never a thing. Nobody's ever done that on their own, for real. a lot of cultures in Detroit, it's a melting pot. You have that, the Albanian community, you have um, Polish. Turkish, Polish, uh, uh, Southwest Detroit, Mexican town. Um, yeah, Chaldean group. It's a lot of cultures that they do and they work together. So I've worked directly with a lot of Arabic brothers that they pay for their cousins and friends and neighborhood buddies that was down the block to get here to help start life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get mad. Like, oh, they can come over here and be tax-free and this and that for some years. If you had the opportunity to tell your cousin from the west side to come over this side, he ain't got to pay taxes. You're going to tell him to do that and put your business in there. So what's mm-hmm. the difference? So if it's there, carpe diem, sees the day. But now the thing is collaborative efforts. How do we do that and work together? What I've seen so far in other communities, it works well for them. I think we have to get in the room. We have to talk about it, talk about everything. And you could be like, well, I'm going to talk to my cousin, my brother, my friend I've been knowing for 20 years. Um, But sometimes it's talking to a random person on the street, having a random conversation, and the stuff that ideally you like or won't, you just spit it out. Mm -hmm. Sounds weird. But it, it's worked for me in the stuff that I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is, I, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How did your woman's group come about? Because when we first initially talked, you spoke on your woman's group. And I'm like, okay, is that the you know she-man haters club or something? <laughs> That's usually what it is. But yeah. when you spoke about um, building community, helping each other rise, um, 
tapping into different monoliths of mm-hmm. women and to bring them all in one fold. I'm like, whoa, that sounds familiar. That sounds like something I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what the gravitation was like, all right, let me hear more about this. And I told you more about mine, mm-hmm. which I'm going to get into. But I do want to hear how the Joe whole thing started. Like, what was that trend thought? So it started with a book, actually. Um, and I recommend this book for everyone um, and not just women. But um, this woman, Rachel Rogers, she has a book called We Should All Be Millionaires. And I am I'm heavy into personal development and whatnot. But this book, she spoke my language. She's a biracial woman and she spoke my language. And it was like. It hit. Okay. And one of the things that she tasked us to do as readers is to create the group that you want to see and start that connection with. So she said um, she gave us a script like, hey, I'm looking for X amount of women, you know, fill in the blank. And she said, make a Facebook status or some kind of status on a social network platform and basically recruit. Say, I'm looking for X amount of women to join my group. And this is going to be about business, entrepreneurship or whatever it is, financials, however you want to word it. And then let them know it's going to be work and it's going to be something that we're going to be intensely focused on. But we're here to support each other and it's going to be a community and a sisterhood. So I did that and I had a number of women reach back out to me. You know, we had this conversation before and I was wondering, honestly, I should have asked a question. Because I don't think I've done that. It's always been word of mouth. Nice. Um, Like brought people in and talked about it. And then I was like, Shit, go find five more people like you. Mm. He was like, well, I, tr- I tried all my cousins and relatives. All right, speak to that dude on the bus, that comic mm. shop, the bar, at the barbershop. Speak to him. And if you don't know how to speak to him, bring him to me. I, I chop his ear off and tell him like what we about because I, same thing I told you. Yeah. Same thing I want. I don't know how you know how to convey it. Because sometimes somebody can say it and it's like, wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else say it, it clicks for them. Mm-hmm. But we had to find out that language. So, the, so if somebody's sound like Charlie Brown's teacher in the room, there's going to be somebody to understand that person. Mm-hmm. And we help break down that conversation of where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, we understand that black is not a monolith. Uh, it's a, uh, a, a, a straight up structure. Mm-hmm. Um, people come from all different walks of life. Just because they look like you don't mean they're going to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And with bringing people from different parts of my life that would that became so valid yes um i'm like because i was a different person in this era but let me bring that person in mm-hmm. and i was a different person in that era, let me bring that person in but um so what things have you done with your female group to and i hope i'm not offended by no what have you done with your woman's group mm-hmm. to build like what was the first conversations like? So uh, the first one was a Zoom meeting. Uh-huh. Um, I started, well, yeah, it was a Zoom <clears> meeting. Because <throat> um, as they reached out to me, I ended up creating a Facebook group and a GroupMe page. Um, and GroupMe is how our main source of communication and whatnot. Because not everybody likes Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that. And um, I set up the first Zoom meeting. And it went well. And so... Um, I had the itinerary and everything. We went through everything and kind of got, I went through everybody's like, what are you looking for out of this group? So we can make sure we're fulfilling everybody's needs. 
Sorry about that. Nah, you good. <laughs> We're fulfilling everybody's needs within the group. And we can stay committed and passionate because you're not going to stay committed to a group that's not serving you. So we want to make sure that everybody gets their fair end of everything once they join the group. So um, the Zoom meeting was first. And then we started having monthly outings. And then um, if we can't do the monthly outing, then we'll opt for a Zoom. But it's a Zoom and a monthly meeting in person. So what year did y'all start? Uh, January 2021. Exactly a year ago. Okay. Damn, it's our anniversary. We got to have an anniversary out <laughs> We did a potluck. Oh, that's what's up. And, um, when we hit our two-year anniversary, um, we did a potluck. Everybody met up at the clubhouse. <clears throat> Speaking of, I'll go into the whole thing, but everybody met up at the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. We all brought something. Um, like eight motherfuckers brought uh, <laughs> little Caesar's pizza. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Y'all did not specify. <laughs> we had a you don't have to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, with that being said, yeah, that, that's a good idea to do an anniversary thing. Maybe we're proud to be members. Yes. But any anything that you that you've learned from the situation, like gripes or fallouts or people that you thought were like they'd be so dope for this, and it just didn't excel or what? Yes. So one, keeping other people motivated. That's already like, okay, I have my moments. I know how to work with me as far as the way I talk to myself, mm -hmm. but this is supposed to be an open communication sisterhood and judgment free and all of that jazz. So I, the way I go about speaking to other people in this group is not the way I would speak to myself. So I have to really back sometimes and realize like, okay, this person has a different sensitivity level is different from when I'm doing coaching because from coaching I'm not speaking and telling people you know I'm not directing anything I'm allowing people to be who they are and discover for themselves and I'm just giving them a mirror in this group though it's like I'm directing and so it's like okay this isn't gonna work for me yada yada you need to get on your shit but if I say you need to get on your shit somebody might take that take offense to that and like I don't want to be in this group no more. Like, and so it's like, all right, how do I speak to all these different personalities and all these different dynamics? Then some people were uncomfortable around other people and it was, the vibe was perfect at first. And then things kind of happened over time and things, dynamics started getting weird between certain people. And so um, then we had um, a member who suffered a great loss recently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've given her all the space she needs and support at the same time. But we're not requiring her to do anything because she has to process that loss. Um, and it's just it's so much life be life. And to keep people motivated throughout that whole thing and committed to the cause. And that's that's been the, the hardest thing for me, particularly. Okay. Um, so that, the, so how did you deal with this person not being in favor of this person? So I didn't really, because I asked the person what they wanted me to do and they just wanted to vent. So they said they would handle the issue themselves. And if it didn't get resolved from that point, then they will want me to step in. 
So I obliged, you know, I was just eliciting ear in that matter. And I guess it was handled. I haven't heard anything else about it. So everything's copacetic since then, you know. We actually haven't gotten back together as a full group since then. We've just done breakout items. Okay. So okay. we'll see. So yeah. <laughs> um any plans this year with the group? Yes, to expand. We want to scale. Um <laughs> So any women out here now, uh, you don't have to be in the Detroit area. We always can take people from anywhere because we have the Zoom meetings and the group me messenger. So um, and we have one person who's actually in Georgia and she's a truck driver. So she's always on the road. So she taps in when she can. And then, you know, she does not when she can. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, we know her lifestyle. We have everything acclimated for her. And I take notes. We take minutes of everything, all the stuff. So I just send that out to people who miss the means. Yeah. Um, and for everybody, actually. So, um, but we, I want to scale. I want us to get more social within the community. Um, we all have our specific resources that we can utilize. And I don't think we utilize them enough, if at all. So what community? What community is all of your people based on? A lot of my people are based on the west side. Um, there's probably about a bit four or five of us on this side of town, and then the majority of them came from the west because a lot of my work I did on the west side. We're about an even split, actually. Okay. Yeah, so um, we're sprinkled around myself and... Two others are on the east side, mm -hmm. the four are on the west, and then the one in, in Georgia. You have a meet in person? Mm -hmm. All the time. Okay. Every month. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to say all the time, but every month we have the formal group meeting. And then we do little breakout, hangout sessions and stuff like that on some chill stuff. So it all came about by reading that book mm -hmm. and then putting out a Facebook post. Mm -hmm. And how many people gravitated towards that off the Facebook? Eleven. 11. Mm -hmm. Did you ever tell any of them, like, hey, tell somebody else? Not at that moment. Okay. I wanted to start small because I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, so this is my first time leading some kind of uh, intimate group as such. And so I wanted to make sure I vet people for quality um, and personalities because I did want to make sure the personalities that I know these people to be can mend well with each other. Um, I know discrepancies and disagreements and stuff like that happen. That's cool. But are you mature enough to converse about it and come to a conclusion and, you know, a consensus of some sort? Okay. Uh, some of the things that we did, we did, like, dialogue. We, we spoke to one another. But that was one of the things that was, like, we were forced to speak. Mm -hmm. that we have to establish rules. Mm -hmm. um, you know, reach out to a member a day, um, mm. two if possible. Okay. So it could be just a Facebook message, a text. Yeah. Hey, what's up? How your day going? And actually, hey, don't just be like, how you doing? Mm. All right, how the project? You remember you said you had a project, whatever, and get into detail with them. And that's how you build relationships with mm -hmm. people. And you become more familiar with coming around. Like, oh, yeah, I just want to let you know, yeah, that, that, that thing I started or I went to my CDL, I passed the test, I'm about to do this, X, Y, and Z. That's how... You build relationships. You mm -hmm. gotta give a fuck for the sake of giving a fuck so everybody can give a fuck if, mm -hmm. if that made any sense. Yes, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, 
Well, my group is called my group is called LG. It started off from a male's barbecue that we did that I did one year after getting married, divorced now. But anyway, um, I did it for the people that couldn't make it. A lot of people hit me up like, I'm sorry I missed your thing. Uh, when can we meet up? Buy a drink, get your gift, whatever. It was like, a lot of people hit me up. Why don't you just come to my house and hang out? I'm just still on vacation. Meet, meet up. It ended up being 45 people in my backyard. Damn. So I had told everybody, like, there's about to be a lot of people here. Everybody just bring like 20 bucks or it's a pack of meat. I got charcoal, whatever. We grill some stuff up. We get a case of beer. And we go from there. That first year, it was funny as hell. We, it was, it was mosquitoes everywhere. The grass kind of tall. We <laughs> stuck tiki torches <laughs> in the ground. We lit them. We set a bonfire. Um, you got a group of people over here talking about comic books. People over here talking about poetry. People over here speaking about rap, political issues. Then out of nowhere, people start having like wrestling matches and <laughs> slamming each other. I'm like, man, we we'll always do the physical. <laughs> it's it is what it is. Yeah, people having you know. Uh, doing rap battles, playing beer pong, and that started from like at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I think at the time my newly wife uh, had came outside. I was like, she's like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find some doing, but I don't know where to go. And I was like, look, like put our money, and that became a tradition of giving her money in her hand <laughs> to leave. Um, so she would leave for the, for eight hours and. Then come back, and we were trying to put everything back in order. But that was one year, and the pictures came popping up a couple months later or something in my Google. Like, remember this day? And I had messaged everybody because it was like we ended up doing a group chat. Like everybody's calling me cool. Let me switch Facebook. Let's do a group chat. We start mm-hmm. putting everybody in that. And I'm like, do y'all want to do this again next year? Like we can set up a day. Like yeah, let's do fellas' day or something. So it became, that actually became the name for it. And a lot of people said, hey man, I brought money, I brought food, but it was a lot of people mooching and stuff. They was over drinking, it was overeating. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. So you used to have to start having people having little gripes of just that situation alone. And this mm-hmm. is the seed of everything. I'm like, what well, shit? I should tell everybody, you know, cash at me and I'll go buy my food and drinks and be here right here. Mm-hmm. When that became a thing, everybody had to actually chip in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you got to chip in or you can't come. Mm. It went down to eleven people. Damn! <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Well, <laughs> uh, there were some people that was like, "Shit, they just threw money at the pot." Like, "Yeah, y'all have fun," because some people had little gripes of what happened. Yeah. Next year it was like, same scenario, a little more structure to it. We had those conversations. New people met each other. Then the third, fourth, and COVID happened, mm. and it was like, I ain't having one. I had so much hate mail, like, bro, if you don't fucking do this, <laughs> you're going to wake up with us in your backyard barbecuing and fighting. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fuck it. So we ended up doing it during COVID. But in the midst of our COVID happening, I was cleaning up neighborhoods. I was doing whatever because I was off work for like five months, five, six months. I'd be like, oh, I love too cool. I never have a summer break. So all friends are coming over now. We're mm-hmm. having this conversation. We do Fellas Day. Uh, I, now I'm having backlash. If I backtrack, I had a heart issue earlier that same year of mm-hmm. COVID. And um, 
I ended up having to pay medical bills and I had a house mm-hmm. um, that I bought from the land bank and was right next to me. And I'm like, shit, here's some estate. And I'm going to offer everybody in this group some estate in, in, into the house. I really don't want to lose it. Um, also, we can start a business off of this. We can do every, X, Y, and Z. So that evolved into everybody coming to Rome. They helped pay and we met them criteria of the house. And I'm like, shit, this is our clubhouse. Yeah. We're going to turn this into an Airbnb, party space, meet space, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the address is 4420. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like 420 friendly. So it's 4420. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. But now you get you start off at these bonfires outside somebody's house uh, mm-hmm. over a friend's house. To where we finally gravitated to where we had windows in and walls put up and furnace and hot water tank in their bathrooms up. And we're having meetings. Shit, we're meeting once a week. I think we meet once a week, then went to bi weekly. Okay. And now it's once a month. Um, but it was a lot of conversations. Like people would get mad at each other and won't say nothing and walk off. What's your issue? What's your problem? Yeah. Like even me, like some got mad at me. We were through we recording the meetings. They got a friend that had a heart issue, just like me. Mm-hmm. And we were setting up a jog day, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going to jog the Dequinter Cut in Detroit. And I was like, "Shit, yeah, you don't need two of us passing out, ha ha ha." And I was joking to myself too, but mm-hmm. he was a little more sensitive on that. He was like, "You made a joke about my heart." Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, "Bro, videotape." I laughed at both of us, right? Like we both got, you know, injection yeah. fractions and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but here it is, two. Months later, you've been, you know, being flaky, distance, dying calls, or being rude. And it's like, what the fuck is your problem? He finally came on and said it. Mm. Because it was like, hey, bro, I ain't seen you in a while. Because he had a flare-up, though, because he had medical issues. Mm. And everybody came to check on him. And he was like, I can't continue to show my discomfort or distaste with everybody when y'all shower on me with love and admiration and shit. Mm. Um, here's why I'm upset. And here's why I want to step away. So I explained to him, like, what's nothing like that? He's like, I can't get over it as because it's in me not to. He apologized mm-hmm. and stepped away. I'm like, wow. He didn't announce why he was upset. And he said why he couldn't get over it because he was sensitive about it. Yeah. Old me would have called him a bitch and no, 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 no. But I had to go into, like, no, because my hurt ain't, my hurt ain't his hurt. Mm-hmm. And I stepped back and I looked at it and understand like, just as me and him, because we had a conversation, like, he's always been the most athletic, biggest, strongest uh, motherfucker in the world, right? Okay. So to come down in size, come down from lifting heavy weights and all this, mm-hmm. it is triggering his ego. Mm-hmm. Okay, step away for a while. You got it. Cool. Yeah. Plus, COVID was a thing. Heavy. He, his immune system was compromised. Yeah. I get it. You can't meet like this. Yeah. But then there's another situation. So with that, we came up with a formula of doing court. There was some stuff that I got from like watching wrestling documentaries, and they were uh, they talked about how they operated court. Again, I I myself as being one of the leads triggered a female friend and my male friend at the same time in the same room with two two different separate things. Damn. But to go understand somebody's <laughs> mental or that, uh, this is the midst of my separation uh, before I actually got divorced. 
my homegirl over there. She can cook her ass up. One day she had brought up some chili. I'm like, I will pay you to make more and buy the groceries. <laughs> she was, she was uh, liking one of my other buddies too. And I, I wrote cannabis, so we was having like a trimper or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's always over. And ex wife came back to hang out. I didn't know she was coming to serve me papers. But she didn't because everybody was in the room. Oh, wow. That was the first time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So, in a minute, she, my female friend comes and said, asks me, like, hey, where's X, Y, and Z? It was like an item to season or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. I ain't stocked the kitchen. Whatever. Ask her. And she took it as get away from men when we talk and go over there. Because mm-hmm. in a minute, we were actually having a meeting. We didn't want to go over to the clubhouse. It was just a couple of us. Yeah. And um, she took it as get away from men when we're talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was a couple of days later she told me. I'm like, no, no, there's no way. No. I just didn't fucking know. <laughs> so, and then another thing was my my um my friend, my friend, my homeboy Justin. We became friends through work. Mm-hmm. But now I got my my long term high school teenage buddy friends in there. And it's a different way of how I interact with them mm-hmm. versus how I interact with him. But yes. now everybody in the room, I'm trying to blend it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And we even slap cheese next to each other with my other homeboy, or whatever. And sometimes we might call each other other names, but in, in mainly do fashion, right? Yeah. Daring way. He ain't used to that. Because mm-hmm. we have always been about business, structure, this, that. And now I'm letting him come in. But I think I, like, man, you can't be saying that. And I, I think I popped him in the head and whatever. <laughs> he said something, like, oh, yeah, and I blew it off. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, he, that, I think, matter of fact, it was probably an hour after I talked to her on the phone. Oh, damn. I blew up on the phone with him. And that was days after I had established and structured court, sent it to everybody, and we talked about it and agreed upon it. Mm-hmm. Court was called upon me, so when we had our next meeting, he came in because I'm like, I like, I think I need to go to court. And everybody was like, Oh, we'll see if that happens to me. Everybody knew that they was taking me to court. They didn't want me to know. And my homeboy <laughs> Che was my representative. No, he was a judge, and then somebody else was my representative for the situation. Somebody else was there, and yeah, we we worked out our beef and what. Uh, corresponded after mm-hmm. and that actually made our friendship even stronger to this day because mm. now insane. it's like maybe more in tune to his feelings maybe his more in tune to mine and he been a big part of working me out of a depressive state coming out of divorce and becoming stronger and still staying on top of things um Know, back me when the kids is getting on getting on my ass or trying to misuse me, he'll come pop up and hey, your daddy this. Yeah. So like my dad, this is my brother. Like that yeah. really became a, a real close friend. Shout out to Justin English. Um uh he has a catering company called Everybody Eats. Okay. So yeah. But he he's the one main cook of Fellas Day and he does all our so all the money that comes into the pot is all spit. There's not a dollar made from none of us to yeah. the situation. But we end up creating dues. Um, we 
got our own clubhouse and we hang out there. We got workout equipment in there. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. A lot of people gravitated away. Like you said, you know, some people went out there, we meet when we can. Um, but right now we're in the midst of getting ready to sell the, the clubhouse mm. and reinvest that money. Okay. So the six core people that stuck around because a lot of people left, um, core people that stuck around, still pay dues, still active. Um, they're getting broke off a decent amount when we sell. We're trying to sell it for like upwards of about a hundred thousand. Okay. You know, break them off a good piece and like, hey, do you want to take some of that money that you got and put it back in the pot to buy another establishment, start a business? We all do that and work from that because hmm. that was one of the goals and to buy a lot of land up where we where the clubhouse is. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was trials and tribulations. One of the biggest trials and tribulations was uh, two words. One group was like. Um, you can't not use you cannot use the word female. Mm. The other group was like uh, lessen your use of that word. That's funny because you corrected yourself when you said female earlier. It's like I don't want to offend anybody. Women, yeah, in your women's groups. So yeah. So because it became it was it was discussed that it's diet bitch. <laughs> so. You don't, you don't like, hey, females, how y'all doing? It's like, oh, God, it does sound weird. Yeah. Um, you tend to use it in a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, call them women, ladies, something else. Yeah. Um, and then the other group was like, okay, cool. Then the other group is more macho, machismo, uh, rough scallion type group that accepted that change. Mm-hmm. The upper aristocrat, college-based kids, mm-hmm. um, probably a little more better off than the other, like, growing up-wise. Yeah. Um, refuse to stop saying the N-word. <laughs> like, nigga, nigga, it's like what they say. <laughs> so it's like, we change it for you, but why you ain't, and that was an ongoing thing. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. they come out, hey, they can't keep saying people. You keep saying nigga, bro. Like, right. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. So mm-hmm. they got better, they got worse. So one day, it was like, Fuck it, everybody can say what they want to say. To where we said people was saying it so much, mm-hmm. overusing both words when those individuals came in. It was like, hey, what happened to the rules? It's like, you don't give a fuck, so we can fucking say fuck the rules. You're right. I think that was the catalyst of them not coming back. Well, damn. Well, that's kind of like weeding it out anyway, getting yeah. all the extra people. Because if you. If you want to set a standard, you're not going to abide by it. Like, or you expect people to live by a standard that you place, but you're not willing to, you know, succumb to a request that they're making. There's no even exchange there. So, I, is that like a type of person you would want in your group anyway? Remember, I said like sometimes you see a person they got all the best attributes, but mm-hmm. they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that in both in the, both of these individuals, mm-hmm. and um, actually, there's been some backpedaling. In the situation, hmm. so for one of the things, like the the main thing was like I don't want to have to groom grown man. When I came in the room, mm-hmm. I thought everybody was going to be like you. Was like, hey, I I became this is trials and tribulations. This mm-hmm. is wisdom and growth. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not come out of their comfort zone until mm-hmm. later in life. I got I got on when eighteen hit. I had to get to working, become a man, be in different places, meet different people, operate different. Yeah. They stuck around until like their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so it's kind of a little rough. So grown man, grown man, no, we polishing each other up to be able to bring anybody in the room. So when you need us to go into this room with you, we know how to conduct ourselves. You, there is a grooming process with one another. It's yeah. a polishing thing. But he went off, and that individual got into a field, and he should have been more on top of a project. Mm-hmm. And he was being lackadaisical, but I told him, "No, bro, you gotta be a leader. You gotta be a leader. You gotta be a leader." Mm-hmm. And I was telling him the whole time, and that's I think kind of pushed him away too. Okay. And um, he went off, experienced shit falling apart mm-hmm. by him not delegating and being on top of things. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation. He was like, "Yeah, the shit you used to be telling me, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right as fuck. Mm-hmm. I do gotta do that. That is a part of you know lead." And then by him going to back to school and be like becoming doing what he's doing, he knows it has to be this certain way. This that. So he's I've seen him grow. Like I went into a room recently with him. I'm not saying this field, and I'm not saying that so we can narrow down who this is. But yeah. went in a room with him, and to see him direct more instead of being that cool guy in the room, instead of being him Fonzie and shit, yeah. you know, cool <laughs> yeah. kid in the classroom, he more meticulous with it. And it's impactful in his life. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledged that. And that, that's the best thing about it is when somebody, they, a lot of times, I'm not saying kids, I'm not saying these these guys and my children. Yeah, no. But when we go back and we apologize to our parents, I'm like, man, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I was like, yeah. It, it was that situation. Like, yeah, he was right about that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a growth thing. And he was like, yeah, in a couple of months when I graduate, I'm ready to come back to the group. Nice. I think I'm good. Um, we went through that whole situation, but. We created names, created bylaws, we created rules for visitors and guests, um, all within one of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, logo, all everybody like those guys. They did logos and videos and headshots and everything. Everybody had a thing to do in the group. So I think delegating to certain people will work, but sometimes we delegate to somebody like they just can't. They don't want the pressure. Yes, I thought this was going to be fine. Yes. Mm, so you got a, the Eminem program. It's like merits mm-hmm. and morale, I mean, mer- merits and morals. Like where mm-hmm. you, you got to work and do this on your own merit. Um, you know, stand up for your morals in the situation. Do mm-hmm. you want to do this? Mm-hmm. You can say that's nice, and I want to do this. I didn't have to work it. And they're like, huh? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like you can say this all day, and I'll drag it to the earth. When I look, you not help me push it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck am I doing this for? So I have a question for you. What if you have a person who was like, I want to do this, and you have this, you know, meta vision, and you're like, that's not going to work. I have somebody else that I want to do this who I know would do it better. Do you give that person the opportunity to show you, or do you, like, how do you go about that? Because I find some people want to sign up for things that they aren't necessarily do, the best at. So what I would do, right? And I will do a science of it. Okay. I'm like, y'all partner up on this one. Mm-hmm. Right? Because sometimes somebody's a great planner, but not they don't execute, execute well. Yes. Right? And others mm-hmm. execute, but they exe- they're exe- they're executing someone else's plan on the fly. Mm-hmm. So they net they so you they sharpen each other on this is how I build this process. Mm-hmm. And that person's like, okay, I will finish it off like this. They see in the building process, and then now they, they, the other person is seeing them. I'm like, they're actually 
That's how you would do it. It was the more of the, I read this book, but now I have to physically do it. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they, it, it just becomes a more sharper, faster thing. Sharper thing. Yeah. Um, so that's worked. Okay. And I think one of my problems was I let people know what I was doing. Uh, some, I, I was lost the gang members. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, this is what I did. Like my speech about being motivational manipulative. Mm-hmm. Some people's oh, he's a fucking evil villain. <laughs> he got me to work out and exercise. I lost any pounds. And oh, they didn't get to hear that because we had to we had to redo an episode because we got a little too lit. That was gonna be our original episode one. Uh, my uncle Jack Daniels came through, so yeah. <laughs> um, but he has a thing with motivation and manipulation. Um. Well, it's not just those two. That's like one of the most powerful. So it starts off, if you can be motivational, you can be manipulative. Mm-hmm. If you can be, if you can have anxiety, you can be excited. If you can be bored, you can be focused. Um, it's that. So it's how you hone in on those things. Reframing things. Um, so important. Because there's what, was it, Burn Bright, the movie, like, if Superman was evil, like a monster or some shit? A little kid again. It was a movie, right? Yeah. Superman was, the whole premise was yeah. Superman came up with the planet, he was evil, right? Mm-hmm. Little kid started killing people, burning people with his a vision and strength. So that that was the thing. It's choices. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you operate on those things? That key one. And that's that's gonna be a future episode in itself. Um, but I find that life is it's nothing but choices. Um but yeah, I like the dual tasking. And just seeing, you know, and that that helps with the collaborative effort on a micro level as well. And they can build a better bond and make the group stronger. So I like that. Yeah, because it makes them communicate with you. Like, well, y'all two work together on that. So implement that as well. Okay. Like, I'm going to for sure do that. But don't be afraid of losing and scaling up. Like once, we two, two and a half years in now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not just like. Because I said the group, the, the luncheon or whatever we did started off with 40 people. The group started off with 45 plus people, 35, 20. And we were strongest at like 22 people. Okay. Um, But life opened up. Everybody went back from COVID. Uh, some individuals like, I'm not seeing where this is going. But we were still in the building process of what we were when we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, So we've done outreach things. Like we did a pro, um, uh, cleanup day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we cleaned up a neighborhood and we... For adults over the age of 21, mm-hmm. if they help, they get, you know, weed. They got marijuana. Nice. Um, so we got pre-roll, had pre-rolls for them. And I was, we had, it was barbecuing for everybody. The kids got chips, snacks, and drinks. That's what's um, up. And we, it, it, was a, it was a good day. That's what's up. So um, another thing that we did, we did two, two trunk or treats. Okay. Uh Three, three, my bad. The first one I did, I was the only one available to do it. So I went and did it. And I joined some people on Eight Mile at um, Eight Mile and Van Dyke. We, well, I joined a motor uh, motor group that was doing it. Okay. The next year we did it ourselves. And then we linked with a church that same year because they was doing it on this side of the road. We were doing this side of the road. So we just came together. together. Yeah. Then talking to a bunch of groups in my neighborhood. About that situation, the police also did some that night down uh neighborhood in Pyramid Park, and they um when I talked about that, so we start linking with other 
groups. I want to say black clubs and churches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was massive this year. That's what's I got up. video footage of it with donkey rides and food trucks. Hey. And it, it was crazy. But linking with that church last year, it's like we agreed to work together, but they were headstrong on not working with individuals. Like, oh, it, just, it was weird. Yeah. But I went over there, I showed them. They looked outside their parking lot to see the magic of collective effort happening. Yes. And some they wanted to be stubborn about it, but then at throughout the day, like, well, how we get over there and talk to them? I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, here's officer uh, such and such name, here's her card right here, because this is gonna be my final year to do it. I want to work with people that want to work with people, mm-hmm. because when you get over there, you can have this conversation. You become a sense of community yeah. when everybody works together. Yeah, because we all want the same thing. Yes, and. She's like, all right, next year we already on the ball. We're going to do this. Okay. Bet. Right. So that's going to – Halloween next year for the kids is going to be something dope mm-hmm. for that weekend. Um, that's what Dad falls on. But that was my community effort of building a group. And my thing was men need a task to do because we're better at doing something together. Yeah. So we can do a bunch of degenerate stuff like video games <laughs> and – you know, smoke, drink all day. But what are we building? We built a clubhouse together. Mm-hmm. Finance the clubhouse together. Mm-hmm. We got a safe space. If we want to go pull a chair out, turn on TV, go in the refrigerator, grab a drink, um, kick back. I mean, it's, it's still, it's, 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 a, it's a man's clubhouse. It's still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs some Quad Bachelor pad-esque. Um, so we still need a business furniture. We have phone chairs and tables and stuff. It'd be like that. But we just, they got, we got our own spot now. And they, everybody, the people that stay here, like, damn, this bitch had no windows, it was boards, it was no walls, it was the and like, to look at where is that now, the people that said, man, we did a lot, but we still got a lot of places. If we want to continue and not sell it, we just got to find financial backing for that. Okay. And I'm starting, I want to lean back towards the group, like, hey, let's revote on the seller and see if we can find someone that's willing to back us. Yeah. So if anybody's willing to back this situation, because based around men's mental health and collaborative effort, community economics, and making us stronger, along with you know shits and giggles and having fun together, um, want to have a gym for the kids, like those um, tankers, those big shipping containers. Yeah. I want to ah. So we bought, we bought the lots behind the house. We're trying mm-hmm. to buy all of them. Drop two shipping containers make a neighborhood gym for kids because it used to be something that like that in my own neighborhood. Um, we got some fitness enthusiasts in the group. Some martial arts people that that are professional and personally trained. Kali stick fighting. Oh, we did that too. We did uh, it's a martial arts called Kali stick fighting. It was martial arts for women. Nice. So we were showing them how to use um, not uh, fight with knives and fight with sticks. Mm. So I got two homeboys that part par, par, practitioners, my bad, practitioners <laughs> be like in that. So we did that. That was dope. Uh, I think I'll probably reach out to them again and do that again. Like that was, I think yeah. that's something cool. But yeah, I think I, I digress. You got the floor. No, you're good. <laughs> that's that sparked a lot in me because I think a lot of nonprofits would love to collab with you guys and back that up, especially because nonprofits 
for those who don't know, they get the most funding as far as government grants and all that stuff like that. So that would be perfect. And then that's a tax write-off that's profit for y'all. Like it's it keeps everything running or have people sign up for like a subscription service and utilize that or like New Era Detroit. I know they do a lot around. Yeah, they do. I, I, I fuck with them heavy. I, I've ran into my man's a couple of times and I, I adore what he does. Yes. Um, and the reason why he's so funny, he said something that stuck with me was like, I didn't want to go to the nonprofit backing on to a religious type situation yeah. to, um, so I can be as genuine as possible. Yes. So I don't have to subscribe to anybody's so, yeah. beliefs. So I can say some ignorant shit yeah. and we talk about it and we build a relationship. Yeah. Um, but that, it, it's going to get there. Yeah. Like it's, it's chapters of New Era all, all over the thing and they got their stitch of it. They got an essence of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a separate entity. It's yeah. a separate entity and not the same thing he's doing, but I Are love you, what he's doing. Y'all could uh, start your own nonprofit and then you find a couple grants and then they, yeah. It's, my mama is a grant writer for federal head start thing so yeah I, <laughs> it's always the grants for me if y'all want like free money and you have a non-profit you are in a in a money mine like a gold mine seriously um that's where all the grants and federal funding goes to for the most part if you have a for-profit for goodness gracious um it's it's way harder to find grants and money you cannot pay, well, don't have to pay back necessarily, but it's still possible. Um, and that's that's the realm I delve in a little bit. Um, it's like a side thing. I don't. I only do it for friends. I don't charge people for it. I don't. It's not a profession of mine, but it's something I do look into because <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> but I have a for-profit business, and another thing is I'm a solopreneur. And so it's just me and my LLC. And those are the type of businesses that often get overlooked or are underfunded. And that's why a lot of them are not successful um, and they don't last. So um, I do plan on scaling and hiring people on, on my team once I get a more consistent income and revenue stream going on with that business. Um, and a part of that is me tightening up and not mixing personal and business funds. Because sometimes I, I don't feel like moving money over, so I'll just pay for it with my stuff, my uh, personal. And I'm like, I got to yeah, you be play. on top of that. Yeah. It was uh, with with that, the whole scenario of the club business, like we utilized Cash App, right? Mm-hmm. So created several different Cash App accounts. So we mm-hmm. had one for events that we do, and then we got one for members to pay dues. Uh, dues, as of right now, are $40 a month. Okay. They were they were seventy five, but that money goes towards the house to pay bills. Yeah. So again, like I said, right now we are in a we scale down mm-hmm. to seven core members, right? There's mm-hmm. six besides me, and we are planning on selling and rebuilding from there. But my thing is, I'm gonna take it back to the table, and if y'all see this before I come to we come to a meeting. Uh, <laughs> To look back at the situation and see if we can do everything from right there because the community build up yeah. that we want to do, the collaborative the collaborative efforts in the neighborhood, community economics. My goal was to buy a lot from the Detroit Land Bank mm-hmm. and gift it to a friend. 
Nice. Or they buy it and then I, since I live in the neighborhood, it'd be a hundred for me. Yeah. And just sign it over. Bam. Yeah. There, now you have a piece of land. Now you got lend, uh, a lending and bargaining type thing. You're mm -hmm. a land, landlord now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So whether you want to build on that piece of land or somebody come down the road trying to gentrify the block, uh, just pay a percentage back to the club. Mm -hmm. You know, if you sell that lot for seventy five thousand, throw five thousand in the club and then keep going. Yeah, that's so. What's up. That was the conversation we all we all had. Um, so that's that was the goal that we're going at now. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of money for Detroit natives to be making um, to yes. go from there. Yes, and. Uh, one thing you spoke on um, was the martial arts class for women. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I appreciate because although, you know, we have our women's group, whatever, men's group, and they're specific with the genders, we still should be collaborating as a group with each other and helping each other out. And I think self-defense is so necessary for women. Um yeah. <laughs> So it's refreshing to hear that men are trying to help us learn how to defend ourselves in different modalities and not just, you know, CPL training is great too. But, yeah. you know, if you need hand-to-hand -hand combat or if you got a weapon of something, you can utilize that. And that's very important. One of my friends that brought it up was there's so many knives that sell. Now you go into a liquor store or a gas station in the city of Detroit or anywhere, they sell knives, yeah. combat knives. Mm -hmm. A lot, those Knives women to buy, and like, well, somebody fucking around. I got a knife, I'm gonna stick them. Mm -hmm. But now it's the point, like, let's show my use that bitch for real. Mm -hmm. So, my friend got the, the plastic knife set. Uh, his name is uh, Combat. Um, his um, Dustin Dean on Facebook. Okay. Uh, very skilled martial artist. Shout out. Um, self taught. Then we got a person that is professionally taught. Mm -hmm. And they, they went at it. It's like, oh, it top tier type situation. Yeah. But it's also. They, they each know their own people. Mm -hmm. So bring those individuals in to train and help us, even the women. Even though we had one girl show up. Wow. It, the rest it's of us were playing around. The quantity. Yeah. It starts off like that. Yeah. Um, because my group, like, we, I spoke to people that I, already, I knew in my circle. And then I told them to go speak to people. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and there's, like, word of mouth. I, just, I never even thought to just throw that on Facebook. Like, who want to join? Yeah. Um. But anyway, they, she came, we all trained, we did it, and it, we're trying to find our niche, our niche. But our niche, and they was like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Like, man, just ball all this up together, and line yeah. these gifts. And I was like, line these gifts, AOG. And we had so many names to pick from. Yeah. We were voting on, I was like, AOG, align, align our gifts. And I threw that out there. And in my videos, Facebook, whatever, you hear me say, AOG. And that became our chant. Like, if we want to command a room, like, everybody talking too much in the meeting, mm -hmm. we go, hey, LG! Everybody can sound. That's what's up. Or, you know, yeah, or we celebrate some hey, LG. Mm -hmm. So it became like our law, pretty much. Yeah, that's what's up. And that's one thing. I'm, right now, I don't have many ideas. Well, actually, yeah, I don't know who would show up for it, though. I'm thinking about things that we could assist men with. And how we can help them. Um, me being in a personal development, we have, um, just to let you guys know, I'm a very spiritual, uh, metaphysical type of person. So I do identify as a witch, 
we'll get on that on a whole different thing. Um, but um, I am not the only one in my women's group. And we don't do hexes on people and all that stuff like that. Um, that's not... Yeah, that's the whole thing. We... No. Um, we got other shit to worry about. Um, but yeah, we are two... I don't like to call myself a healer per se. I'm a facilitator of healing. So we have two facilitators of healing in our group. And um, she identifies as a witch as well. So allowing men a space to learn how to get in touch with their feminine side, like the divine feminine. But also, I don't know many men who would sign up for that willingly. I think that's something that it would have to be. It would have to like be medicine. different for sure. Medicine. <laughs> it has to be snuck in. Because a lot of the stuff, like the mental health came second. It was like, mm. man, you want a space to get the fuck away from your old lady? Yep. And that was that was the conversation. And then the the my friend was like, this is mental health. We're doing mental health work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's going to school. Like, he just got his master's. Um, shout out to shout out to Che Baker, um, but he just got his masters and he's been like my royal vizier, right? Mm -hmm. So he calls me a spirit animal, <laughs> and I call him my spirit animal too. It's the way he does, he does things with a professional setting, mm -hmm. right? Um, he knows how to get it. He's come out of the gutter, then went into school. It was like one of the people that just like pushed. Out the neighborhood, like, no, you gonna you gotta go to school, bro. You can't stay in the neighborhood. So he got <laughs> that. He yeah. got that to get out there. So he has a balanced mindset. Um, so he's been right there, right next to me. So I would say some rough, brawling type situation, but it's like it needed to be said, mm -hmm. and he understands. And then when I just don't know how to say it, he'll come in and do that. So Make we worked very point. well, very well together, along with other individuals. Um, my boy uh, Quentin Myrix had a certain way of doing things, and uh, then my homeboy Titus Carter, he has, he's a protector of the group, so it's like a lot of macho machismo, and it's, we all had a dialect with one another, and we had to balance each other out, mm -hmm. but that mental thing of getting people to work with each other, because a lot of times, black men fall out, have an argument, they want to fight or kill each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we get past that? Yeah. Um, then it was like, all right, this needs to trickle down into our family, into the women that we interact with. But if we come out polished, all right, for a turn. Like, Dragon Ball Z, how about a time chamber? We go into this mm -hmm. time chamber, we didn't train, and we did all everything perfect. We come out. Who is going to believe in until we test ourselves? So we mm -hmm. go into a room with women, and they're like, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, we, we, we understand. This is, we brought our language of man communication with us. <laughs> so when you came up, it was like, yeah, you know, bridging the gap, and communicating, and, all, and everything that I was talking about, like, twin flight. This is a fucking twin flight. <laughs> So I I think somewhere down the line we need to meet or do a barbecue or I mean uh, or set that something up. Yeah. Um. So that that's where I want to go with that. Um, but we we got to throw a bomb at the situation and level all this shit out because mm -hmm. the man versus woman thing. You're like, man, just to 
give y'all a sneak peek of the next episode. It's like, mm-hmm. I ain't shit. You ain't shit. Where we go from here? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've done enough of uh, playing blame game and y'all don't do this. Y'all don't do this. I did this because you did this, that, and the third. It's a lot of back and forth. And I don't know if we come up with enough solutions as a as a community or a collective. No. With, with your group, have y'all come up with any sayings or do you find yourself saying the same thing over like a catchphrase? Nope, not yet. Not yet? Mm-mm. Okay. You'll get there. Yeah. We're we're a baby group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only, what, 16 more months? I mean, yeah, 16 more months older, my group. But it's good that... It's black women coming together, and it's eleven deep or whatever. And yeah, interactions with this cattiness is real. Yes, and I just want to shout out um, because that's not. Yes, I promote the group that my I created. Yes, um, but however, I am a part of like four other sisterhood groups mm-hmm. and or women center groups, mm-hmm. and they are all Detroit based, and they are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. My hashtag boss ladies started by Lexi. Like we work together. Well, we are all entrepreneurs. We are all um, growth minded and we get along and we help each other out. Now, granted, you know, there's some sneak dissing going on every night again or whatever, but, but we don't focus on that. We focus on the positive and getting us money, like and helping each other elevate. So we promote each other a lot, all that. Um, also read to feed your soul, sis. Um, it started off as a book club, but it's expanded into something way bigger. And, um, she's an entrepreneur. Shout out Brie and happy belated birthday. I was just at her event yesterday. Um, but yeah, she, she is really finding her entrepreneurial essence and she's, assisting everyone else and she wants to bring her team up with her and i am grateful to be in her team and so we collab because she knows you know i'm on the same tip so i am introducing my ladies to these ladies in their group so we can you know we can still all have our separate entities but we can collab a lot and isha mccants um the business venture group uh she has like 600 women from Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, black business owners all in one group. And she has certain days like promo Fridays and, you know, sales Saturdays and advice, business advice was today, Saturday. Okay. So business advice was Thursday. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very helpful and we're all there to support each other. And, you know, I've made some great friendships out of that and acquaintances. So, yeah, it's a lot of collaborative effort going on in the city already. And I think the the mass mindset of women as far as being, because I used to be one of those women who was like, I don't have female friends. I don't have a lot of fe- female friends. And yes, I'll say female because I am a woman. Um, Isha McCants. Um, so, yeah, she has the business and it is thriving right now with all of us and we're doing all these collaborative efforts and these workshops and public speaking engagements and vendor events and pop-up shops all that so the collaboration is real and she has spearheaded that whole program so um that's been dope and yeah it's only one other person that I want to shout out 
but this isn't necessarily a collaborative effort. This is a product, Adectables. Um, so I will put uh, their information on in the description or in the show notes. However, this is CHT, um, <laughs> blue raspberry, and it is delicious. Um, it helps me with keeping uh, some things calm. I do have lupus, so I have joint pain, and sometimes I medicate for that. So this is a good medication for me, but it could be recreation for others. So yeah, I just wanted to shout out at Indectables. I would like to shout out, again, I said the name earlier, uh, Everybody Eats Catering. Along with that, since the edibles is Peanuts Medicals on Instagram. You can find Peanuts Medicals on Instagram. And also, to, so you have some funding to buy both these things. Um, AJ, you are doing taxes this year. You're fixing people's shits. You're for the book. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, but yes, I am a tax manager. So me and my team, we work at FMC Financial Services and Taxes. Um, and yeah, hit me up. I will put my information in the show notes for the description below as well. But yeah, we're um tax season starts January 23rd. So, you know, you can set up your appointments beforehand. Uh I handle I'm certified in all 50 states. So we can do, there's an app. I'll have you send all your information in if you are from another state or not within my area. And yeah, let's get it done. Let's get us uh, at least some of our money back. Y'all know how the government works. And with, with all that going together, that's just aligning our gifts. I'm just going to be like AOG. And gotcha. What about you? Ciao.